Welcome to episode 256 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media, and joining me for the third time in a row, VP of Marketing Strategy for the Atlanta Hawks, the wonderful and talented Meg Ryan. Meg, glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. And today's topic, using technology in sports. So Meg, the number of different ways for fans to experience a game and or have a positive brand interaction with a team continues to grow. Because of this, it's super important for anyone in sports to be forward thinking regarding technology. So let's look forward to the fan experience using technology. What's on your radar? Well, it's a tough question because I think right now in sports, uh, the the number one thing we want, obviously, and this will not change, is that sports need to be consumed in person. That is the best way to catch an event is live in stadium because there's just the emotion. You get to see the players. You get to hear them talking. So I think for us, um, we're actually in, a, in an interesting space and something we haven't talked about. We're in the process of transforming our arena, and that means like everything under the roof is changing um, the only thing that's literally staying the same is the roof and our address. Everything else is done, gone, and changed, um, and we'll open with a new arena next year. And that's something we've talked a lot about, but we talked about the mobile experience and how do you take a mobile experience and have it augment the fan experience inside the arena. So for us, I think about it in a couple different phases. And the first one is, again, how do you improve the fan experience inside the building? So there are a number of AR ex, um, extensions. So if you're if you're pointing your phone at the court, uh, being able to um, recognize the players that are on the court and have their stats pop up, um, being able to catch highlights um, immediately following the game um, or that particular play finishing, all of those things are very very important to us. And um, for me, that's really where I'm focused right now is. First and foremost, how do I improve the fan experience using mobile AR and VR inside the arena? Um, the second phase is really about how am I going to um, extend the fan experience beyond just the 44 home games that I have? I mean, I have to think about things like partnership integration and um, you know, blockchain, for example, is a huge um, piece of technology and a huge conversation that we're talking about now. And conceptually, how does that or does it fit into the fan experience outside of the arena? When we think about VR, um, the NBA was one of the first leagues to broadcast games in VR. Um, where does that go from here? How do you make it more interactive? These are all big conversations that we're focused on, and I don't think it's unique to, um, to just sports. Okay, so let's look at this a few different ways. Well, are you guys thinking that the live on-court experience is always uh, what's going to be most top of mind to somebody in the stadium? So, for example, we know how often people are looking at their phones. And as technology continues to increase and get better, uh, 
I can see a scenario where people just love being in the arena and sure we're there to watch the game. But we see it on TV all the time. The games are going on and people in the stands, they're looking down at their phones. So because of that, you have to try and elevate the experience while the game is going on. So where does the delicate balance come between that and saying, all right, we want to help capitalize the down moment. So during timeouts or half times when you can say, let's give them uh, something else to look forward to about our game. So how do you guys think about each of those different things? Is it just interactive elements within the game or can there be a mobile first experience knowing that somebody who's sitting in peanut heaven may not have the same zeal for watching the game as somebody who's sitting in the hundred level? No, that's you actually are. You hit on a huge point. Um, And we're starting to see a shift in today um, in sports today, really focusing on the full experience of the fans. So, For example, we have a chef, um, and this is not necessarily about technology, but really about the fan experience in arena. And we have a a chef who um, who's really curating an interesting menu that's we're focused on a five-star dining experience. And when you think about providing a top dining experience at a at a sporting venue, you're starting to realize that the fan experience is a is um, is a little bit broken, and you're not necessarily focused just on the game. And it's really about the full experience of being around other people and experiencing the energy that happens inside the arena. We also have, um, to that end, a barber shop that will be opening in our arena next year. And if you think about it, when you're getting your hair cut, you're there talking about the game. Um, you're talking smack with the guy sitting in the chair next to you or the woman sitting next to you. And you're not necessarily focused on the game first and foremost. And we recognize that. And we recognize that the fan experience um, for any brand today is very fragmented. So for us, to your point, we need to fill in some of those gaps. And my, my number one focus is making the fan experience inside the building the absolute best it could possibly be. So a lot of that does have to do with sport. And if a fan self-selects as being a sports fan and there for the game, I should find ways to augment that fan experience through AR, for example, or um, or replays or in-seat ordering or um, wayfinding or parking. All of those things make the fan experience for that basketball fan number one. And But if I'm just an experientialist that's coming to the game because I happen to like music I happen to like being around sports, having it playing in the background, but I also want a five-star dining experience. I should find ways to make sure that the menus, um, if I select as a person who, um, who is a food and, and music fan, I should make sure that when I walk in the arena um, that that particular fan who loves food and loves music um, has those, has all of their dining options popping up and readily available. And, even for that fan, if I know that they're a big music fan, I should have a pregame playlist that's, that's pre-populating in their app so that they can listen to the music that they like to that gets them pumped up for the game or to go to this experience. So um, the data that's really coming in is the, is the first piece that we're looking at to say, what are the different fan experiences that people are seeking when they come to an event or they're looking to consume our product? And then let's remove any points of friction along the way to make it easier to be a fan. And then the last piece is what are those unexpected um, surprise and delight moments that I can provide 
outside of just um, removing those points of friction. So it's super interesting. I love the way that you guys think because as I was thinking about my overall fan experience when I go to games anywhere and living in Chicago, I've got plenty of options to go to and I've been to tons and tons of stadiums in various different sports and I feel like my overall fan experience is rarely tied to the team or the arena. It's only about the friends I'm with because I believe that mm-hmm. technology actually hasn't allowed me to do so. So, for example, the majority of games that I go to, the Wi-Fi is crappy. And if the Wi-Fi is crappy, mm-hmm. I can't be tweeting or Instagramming or Instagram stories, what's going on, or Instagram stories live, things like that. And I believe that's the experience for a lot of people. So to to hear you talk about uh, Spotify and barbershops and, and finding ways to make the fan experience better, it's refreshing to me because my experience has been mostly, uh, I'm not going to say negative the word because I'm not saying, oh my God, this is the worst thing, but it doesn't mimic my in-home experience, which I believe is a big challenge for teams because while I'm watching a game in 4k, I can get what I want to eat and drink, talk to my friends. I can have tweet deck open. I can have three screens going on at once. But when I go to the game itself, because of the sheer number of fans and amazingly, we can put a man on the moon, but I can't get Wi-Fi while I'm watching a bulls game. It's like, and by the way, that that's nothing that, you can't get it at a Bulls game. I was just using that as a general example. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's absolutely the reality of the situation. And that's why when we think about ourselves as a brand, we are a sports team, and that's the product that we provide. But on the flip side, we also have to realize that there are uh, – that the overall customer experience today and the fan experience today goes far beyond – just coming to a game and our fans aren't linear. And we've, we've discussed this before that you really have to look at the full picture of a fan and realize that in many ways coming to a game or purchasing a ticket to a concert isn't a rational decision. It is completely emotional and it doesn't make sense. And why would you spend, uh, um, you know, the, the cost of your ticket plus paying for parking plus, that paying for concessions or food and beverage inside the arena, why would you do all of that when you can sit on your couch uh, and watch the TV that you've already paid for um, and have pizza delivered and have that full experience and then, to your point, still be able to, um, to post on social? And for us, it's really thinking about how do you take that, that couch experience and bring it into the arena with the ease so you don't feel like you have to give up anything. And then how do I make it a can't-miss opportunity where there are things that happen in arena that you can't experience when you're on your couch? And how do I make those things talkable enough where if you're in the arena, the person who's sitting at home sits down and goes, I should have been there because I can't believe I missed that. And um, and part of that is – the food and beverage, and that's part of the reason we decided to elevate it. It's the um, it's the swag shop, our um, our barber shop, and it's also the concerts that we um, that we have, or the post game shows that we have with our DJs. Those are all elements that you can only get in arena. That we want to make sure that the fans who are there, who made that decision to come down, have the opportunity to tell that story, post it on social, communicate with your friends, and say, "I cannot believe you just missed this." So if you guys don't have it already, is it going to get to a point where 
let's say I'm sitting in the nosebleed section and tie game, 10 seconds left. Would I have the ability, let's say there's an, a Hawks app or something where I could get a camera angle of what it looks like right there on the baseline of where the potential game-winning shot is going to happen and then really elevating that experience across the entire game because only so few people get to sit courtside. But one advantage that I would see of coming to a game is if you guys give me the ability to say, we're going to give you camera angles that aren't at home. Sure, you've got the national feed, but you're going to be able to, you can't replace the enthusiasm and the feel and the excitement of the crowd that when I think about going to any playoff game I've ever been to in my life, it's you feel Mm -hmm. a certain, some sort of way before the game even starts because you know that there's going to be electricity in the building. So adding that electricity (laughs) with saying, you know what, Rob, we're going to give you the ability to see multiple camera angles within that game because maybe you don't have the best seats, but we want to help elevate that fan experience so that now me coming to a game, I get to see that. Now I'm going to tell others, man, everything was great. But by the way, I was able to watch what was going on in the arena and see a camera angle you couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we're working on today. And hopefully um, over the next season, we will be able to, uh, moving forward to next year, that we'll be able to provide those camera angles. Because absolutely, if you're there and I want to reward you for being there and I want to give you the best experience. And um, that's actually something that uh, I know Intel Sports has done a wonderful job of and um, particularly with MLB. They've been able to almost provide the freeze frame 360 view of every play. And that's something that we're looking at right now is how do we set up the cameras within the arena to make sure that the person who's sitting in the nosebleeds or the person who is sitting in the 100s on the baseline have an opportunity to see some of these incredible plays happening. And um, what you're describing from a playoff game is absolutely 100% an experience that I had watching the Atlanta Hawks play the Boston Celtics about three years ago when Al Horford threw up a shot um, in overtime and it was seconds left on the clock and he hits the shot that basically sends us to the Eastern Conference Championships. And I'm telling you, I that day and that one moment just lives in my mind. Um, and It's funny because the best seats in the house were probably not the ones that were on the baseline. Yeah, you were closer to the action, but you didn't have a chance to see the play develop. And so in that scenario, it would be really great for those fans that are on the floor to be able to see the view that I had, which was from the top down looking and just seeing the entire play develop and see how incredible it was that he was actually able to hit that shot. So Um, Yes, absolutely. Those unique camera angles we are looking to provide in arena and hope to do so um, for the start of next season. And taking that moment, what I then love is the next level piece of content is the different social media perspectives of each of the fans. The guy courtside, guy in the 100 level, the girl in the nosebleeds, and each of them just waiting for it. And you're sitting there, and then just the crowd erupts and seeing each different perspective. To me, that's everything that's great about fandom because we can all place ourselves in that moment, and we want to relive those moments in excitement because that's why we watch sports. Oh, absolutely. I um, to, to that end, I actually had an opportunity to go to the Stanley Cup Finals this past year, and um, I saw Game 6, which I'm a massive hockey fan, 
And one thing that I absolutely loved, and I know um, Super Bowl does it, a number of other sports, where they just take a photo and you can find yourself in it and you can tag yourself. And I had a chance to go with a coworker of mine just to check out the, the game and what the game production really looked like. And I'm telling you, that photo, um, when it pops back up on my timeline, like I posted that and I, I tagged myself and said, that's where I was. I was there when. And that's something that I will continue to share with my friends and my family. And within my family, that was the picture I sent to um, all of my uncles and aunts and just said, hey, guess where I was last night? Um, and that's what we want fans to do. We want them to be able to capture that moment and really share it and make it talkable and make it that moment that they reference when they're making that decision. Do I go out to see a movie and go to dinner or do I go to a Hawks game? Those are the things that you can do at a Hawks game that you can't do at, um, if you go to dinner or if you go to a movie. I'm glad you brought up that game six of the Stanley Cup final because I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm a Penguins yes, fan. I so I will never forget <laughs> Patrick Hornquist scoring that goal in the third period. And yeah. literally, if you can imagine me doing laps in my living room, just screaming, rolling around on the floor, it's... Once again, it's everything that I love about sports. And now let's get to our takeaway. For me, be a leader. Push the envelope. Technology is there to make the fan experience better, both in sports and everything that you do. It really is about the mindset of being forward thinking. So use that to your advantage because when you do, your fans will thank you. Meg, what's your takeaway? My big takeaway is very similar to yours. Um, be forward thinking, but... This may seem a little strange, but know who you are. Um, you don't have to be everything to everyone. Um, I'm a sports team, and I sell sports. And at the end of the day, there are people who provide traffic better than I do, wayfinding better than I do, AR and VR. And I just need to be the, the conduit for all of that. I just need to be the place where fans go to get all of those pieces. I don't necessarily have to, to build it all out. So listen to your fans. Know what they're using. And know that first and foremost, be a sports team or be whatever your brand is. Meg, I've had an absolute blast having you on the sports marketing hunt of the last few episodes. Where can people connect with you and the Atlanta Hawks? Absolutely. You can connect with us on social at ATL Hawks on Instagram, Facebook, and, um, and Twitter. And now time for the action item. If you enjoy the sports marketing huddle, then it would really help us out if you took less than a minute to drop us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the number one thing that can help with discovery, which will allow us to deliver more value to others. That's it. That's all.